Hey, Alicia. Hey, Dee. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing today? I'm wonderful. Very excited about our topics today. Are you? Well, before we discuss or what the topic is today, what you over there sipping on? My mom loves when I say that to you right away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it too. So <laughs> I have today, which is something very, very near and dear to my heart. I have a orange um, tea. It's an organic tea. Mm -hmm. And it's very simple, but very crisp. And I am very happy to have it today. Nice. You know what's funny about that? What? Is today I'm drinking a country orange tea. <laughs> oh, really? Yum. We're on that orange tip. It's the citrus girls today. We're the citrus girls. I think it has to do with like the change of the season and like how warm it is outside. I start to reach for like fruity teas, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can't I, wait to be like outside um, on in the backyard and grilling and it's it's that season. It's coming. And now D's randomness. Alicia. Yeah. I know you know this all too well. And this actually leads into our topic today. That there is a distinct difference between home decor and interior designing. Absolutely. Right? Both home decor and interior design, it may seem similar, but they are really different from each other. Historically, yeah. interior decoration referred to the process of decorating a space with beautiful items and furniture. Whereas as an interior designer, our process is that we either create new spaces or we make the space that you currently reside in more efficient without sometimes equipping the area with decorations because we're more concerned with welfare, right? People don't know that that's our, the same way doctors have a Hippocratic oath, we basically have an oath to always serve the public and to be the basically the people that create safe spaces for them to live in throughout Healthy, the world. Health, safety, and welfare, yeah. Health, we are safety, and welfare, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. So today's topic is just about that, the difference between interior decorating and interior designing. And Alicia, just to fill our listeners in, you are an educator and mm -hmm. you actually taught interior design at a college. Mm -hmm. So I did. what would you like to okay. say about interior decorating versus interior designing? So what I like to share always with people who are interested about interior design is it really has nothing to do with decor. Mm -mm. It, it really doesn't. <laughs> it it's does mostly, huh? I said, you're right. It does not. It doesn't. I mean, it's important for our listeners to understand how critical the design process is it's about how people live it's about what they do in their environments we create spaces that solve problems mm -hmm. so if you are even if it's a homeowner we don't even have to talk about commercial spaces right now 
if it's a residential space and a client wants to have better flow in the home. And I know a lot of folks watch HGTV and they see houses get fully gutted and it just leaves the edifice or the shell of the house and they reconfigure all of the rooms. The interior walls come down and then there is a conversation about the flow, how you utilize your house, who's gonna be in that space, what is your daily routine in that space yep in that space and we call that programming right mm-hmm, it's programming kind of phase. like hmm? i said yep that's the programming phase right and i don't know if you remember in school we used to do these like bubble charts to kind of <laughs> help to yes. distinguish all the different activities and the goals of the areas and how they and overlap and how they overlap and how they flow. And then you could create a floor plan from that. Mm -hmm. From your bubble chart, yep. From your bubble chart. So I think what most people don't know is we really, I actually don't like doing the the decorating, the the pieces that most people think. That we get excited about. That's not what that's not what gets me going. No. What gets me going is the planning. Me too. And the organization of the space. Yeah. Right? How that space is gonna flow, how people are going to use it, how they're gonna move throughout it, mm-hmm. what it's gonna feel like. Yes. On yes. a sensory and emotional level. Yes, exactly. And even in a functional manner, right? Those are the things that are critical. Exactly. Like for a long time, when I had my do more designs, it my my tagline was functional beautification of spaces, mm-hmm. because form follows function. And for me, function is most important. You know, I get a kick out of space planning. You know, I love space planning, <laughs> mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. if the space is difficult for someone else to plan. That is that gets me going. Everything yeah. else is secondary. I'm just making sure no one's going to stub a toe and nothing's unsafe if you have a child or, you know, you have this experience more so than me, but I've done it, but mostly in a school application, but aging in place, right? Mm-hmm. When we choose yes. certain, a lever handle for a door opposed to a doorknob, if we know our clients have arthritis or have the potential to develop it in the the near future. You want to talk a little bit more about that? The aging in place situation is, is, uh, is huge. I want to encourage our listeners to think about if they are, if they have uh, seniors in their homes or if they are, if they have parents and they want their parents to be able to stay home for as long as possible. Simple things can be done to create spaces that are more functional, more highly functional for those um, aging and in place adults. My dad has a difficult time walking. Uh, His arthritis is is really aggressive uh, in his knees and Mm -hmm. he leans a lot. So the walls in the house, And we talked about paint in a previous, and I didn't even remember this, in a previous Mm -hmm. uh, episode. One thing I know, people have a tendency who who lean, 
they have a tendency not to remember that they have choices on paint finish. They don't have to do a matte finish. I love a matte finish on the walls, right? I really do. But if you have a senior or someone who, it doesn't even have to be a senior, it could be anyone who might have a disability. The finish eggshell or um, a satin finish on the wall can really help in the maintenance of the space. You just basically want it wipeable. I know for years, people thought that the only thing that they could ever put on a wall was a semi-gloss. And that is not cool. <laughs> it's not cool to have semi-gloss everywhere. I like to keep semi-gloss or gloss. I love high gloss on the trim work, on the mill work, on all I of like the I like them in high traffic areas. Yeah, I, I'm not crazy about But if, if you have a hallway in a commercial space or a space that it gets a high high traffic yeah that makes sense but not everywhere it also if you have your bedroom (laughs) no no and if you have a lot of imperfections like i live in a 120 year old house if you've got a lot of imperfections on the wall the mat is going to hide the Mm -hmm. the imperfections a lot better give you some grace (laughs) yeah a lot better than than a gloss or something with a shine so that's one of the things other than that putting what do we call them? Grab bars? Grab bars in the bathroom. Yes. I just had a brain fart. The thing with that is it has to be planned. It can't be done. It can be done after the fact, but if you have a person who's fairly heavy and they have a lot of weight on them, I mean, the goal is to be able to support their weight. That's mm-hmm. the whole point. Now, sometimes yeah. you have to do some wood blocking in the walls in order to main, maintain and hold the weight of that bar with mm-hmm. with the person's weight on it. So that's yep. not easy, especially if the wall is tiled because now you got to bust a pile and then you got to retile and you know, that's a whole thing. So you want to plan that in advance. That's not something that you want to do after, but people do it, you know, they add those- They have to retrofit sometimes, yeah. Right. And it can be done, you know, it can be done. It just has to be done properly. You just don't want to drill those bars into the wall and then they've grabbed onto a bar that comes out of the wall and it comes down with them. That's horrible. That's yeah. horrible. Yeah. 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 So people don't think about those things. And these are the things that as a designer, you also have to know a little bit about construction. And how do you learn that? Not in school. In school. Well, <laughs> you said in school. in school? And I said. In school? It's funny I because said not my in program. School because I learned that stuff in the field. <laughs> well, I know. I learned a lot in the field also. Mm-hmm. But in school, because my program was commercial, I didn't do the residential Mm -hmm. interior design. I did commercial interior design. So, you know, I did mechanical engineering Mm -hmm. in high school. So that kind of prepared me. And I always wanted to be a commercial interior designer. So I went that route. So my my coursework was very heavy on the architecture and building. We did a lot of building. We used to build our own furniture. We had to build walls. When you're talking about the grab bars, when it came to the ADA uh-huh. section of the courses, we had to we had to actually build the spaces and know about the blocking and all that stuff, like you said, because we have to deal with different mm-hmm. trades people. So we had to kind of, they taught us that we had to know everyone's job pretty much. My degree helped me so that I can actually become like a building inspector if I wanted to. So okay. <laughs> it's funny you said that. So yeah. Well, these are the things that people don't think about when they think about design. When they think, when they see us or they see anybody on HGTV and 
you know, they, they look at pretty spaces. They walk through a restaurant even, and they say, boy, this just, this is awesome. This looks really nice. I like coming here. I just love the decor. I hear that a lot from my friends. They're like, Alicia, what do you think about the decor? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I really could care less about the decor. Like what I really want to talk about is how poorly this place is laid out. Like, why are we on an obstacle course trying to get to our at our table, like this is crazy. I really, I pick places apart, which is not cool. Um, I yeah. picked a lot of places apart, but getting, let's not get too far off the topic. So interior de decoration versus interior design. Cause I think we kind of went off and people are like, oh gosh, these guys no, are just like off. complaining. <laughs> not complaining. We didn't go guys. off. What we're talking about are the elements that make for a good oh, design. designer versus decorator. Now let's talk about decorators. You want to talk about decorators? I don't well, I mean, decorators is, is sweet and simple. They are the people that you call once your space is done. So for example, um, as interior designer, we might hire an interior decorator to work with us because that's their job. And I know, I know a fabulous one. Let me tell you something. We, oh, I did yeah. a stage, you weren't with me on that stage, but I called my friend who you know, and I asked her to come and help along with two other interns. We, we, we knocked that one out. That was the one in Union. And it was wonderfully colorful and vibrant. Nothing I ever would have done. That client was thrilled. That house sold quickly. But I never could have done that on my own because that is not how I get down. You know what I'm saying? But they did a fabulous job. She was awesome. Yeah, you you Absolutely. planned out where Absolutely. the furniture should go Absolutely. and the best use of right. the space, which is your job. And, and then you let them come in and pretty it up. That is a classic example of how that should work. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with designs, the interior decorators and stylists. They're needed. They are needed. You know, needed. because yes. once we're done with all the heavy lifting, mm -hmm. because people don't understand, like you said, there's the programming phase, mm -hmm. there's the construction phase. There's so many different phases mm -hmm. that the interior designer controls during the construction or redesigning of a project mm -hmm. that people don't understand well why do we charge so much just to decorate the space we're not we're not here to decorate your space we're right. here to make it safer give it better flow make you feel good while you're in it pick the right materials for the space make sure that it's safe and then we might call someone in on our team like you the people you're talking about they're on our team We'll call them in and let them buy the accessories for the space mm -hmm. and just finish it off and give it that touch. And then you come in because this is something you're good at. So don't even say you're not, but you like to layer, right? Mm -hmm. You come in and you create all the textures and the layering. And I do like styling because my background also includes visual merchandising. So mm -hmm. I can style and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I usually love the planning part, right? That's mm -hmm. my favorite thing. But lately we've gotten into doing more of the consultation to help people configure their spaces and to help them decorate them. Right. So it's cool, but like you said, it people just need to understand the difference of when they should call an interior decorator mm -hmm. and when they should call an interior designer. Because there's a distinct difference. Like some designers, they really do love actually just designing the space. Yeah, I love it. I think it's awesome. Everyone has a, a goal and a talent. Utilize them in measured ways so you can get the results you want. I wanted to talk quickly, give people an opportunity 
to find us either on Instagram or Facebook or go to our website. We want to ask you what you think about two upcoming topics. And I'd like to hear from people about what are the challenges for them in designing or living in small spaces, because we're going to be talking about small spaces in I don't know, maybe three episodes from now or so. And I'd love to be able to incorporate some of the questions that people might have about that. Well, great chat, Alicia. Awesome. Thanks for joining me today. As usual, it's my pleasure. We have no choice. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. But it's fun. Thanks so much for listening to Tea Over Interiors today. We'll see you next week. Take care. Tea of Interiors is brought to you by Truesdale Morrison Design. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Truesdale Morrison Design. And please rate and subscribe this podcast to help us improve and grow. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.